0: going to change people's lives.
1: We're going to talk about hanging up the cleats. What's up, guys? Welcome back to our podcast, and welcome. If this is your first Hung Up Cleats episode, my name is Mary Chauvin. And my name is Sophie Harris. Today, we have on my good friend, Bailey. Hey. Welcome, Bailey. <laughs> Hello. Bailey is one of my good friends from LSU. She was a gymnast at LSU where I played golf. And so um, we got pretty close through the few years that we had together. And yeah, she stopped through Nashville for New Year's Eve. So we're going to have a little chat. Yeah, we're so glad we got to have her on. Yes, thank you. So first, just give us a little like about me about me yeah just just a couple little like tidbits
2: like who's Baylor okay well I'm actually from Tennessee so back in my hometown I've done gymnastics since I was one and I ended up retiring when I was 20 and I'm 21 now and I was an elite gymnast when I was 14 I did that for a couple years and then decided to move down to level 10 so I could be healthy for college gymnastics at LSU and I competed at LSU for two years and then I retired.
1: <laughs> awesome. Um, so, what was your gymnastics career like before you got to college? Like, was it like a, was it as intense as everyone says it is? I know a lot of gymnasts mm-hmm. homeschool, and
2: yeah. So I was homeschooled. Yeah. Um, I would say it was pretty intense for me. I don't think it's like that for everyone. It just depends on what route you go with it. Um, I was going to Texas every month once a month for training camps and doing all that for elite. And then once I did drop back to level 10, it was more fun and less intense because I wasn't training with world-class gymnasts and it was more just about the fun of the sport. So I think I had really good times and really low times, but overall it was a good experience.
1: Oh, well, that's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just feel like everything I've heard, it's just so intense Mm -hmm. and like the six to eight hour days and right. There's more gymnastics than school and... Oh,
2: definitely. I mean, I think being homeschooled, I did more gymnastics than school, which kind of hurt a little bit in the long run, but (laughs) it's just how the sport is and you can't really get around it if you want to be at a high level.
1: Yeah. It just seems really intense. Did you, like, obviously you started when you were one. Did you have... What were your aspirations like when you were super young? Well, I think every little girl wants to go to the Olympics. I don't think...
2: Granted, it probably isn't realistic for everyone, but that was my goal, and I ended up being able to compete when I was 14 at the PNG Championships with Simone Biles. Suni Lee was there, who's an the Olympic champion, and Simone's obviously one of the greats. So I think that was a really cool experience, and it showed that hard work definitely pays off, um, especially the two a days in the gym and homeschooling and all of that.
1: Yeah, you. You started your college career early, right? You early enrolled, and just tell me a little bit about that. Was that kind of, like, what experience, like, how was that experience for you coming in early? I think it was just
2: overall a crazy experience. I got the call actually on Easter morning of 2018 that the coaches wanted me to come in a semester early. Um, And being homeschooled, I had that ability to kind of get all my work done that I needed to to graduate early, Um, So I came in that December and was able to compete in the 2019 season. And I think there was a lot of learning lessons. Only being 17 is kind of like first time living alone. I always joke about having to do your own laundry. Um, I didn't do my own laundry in high school. So just a lot of learning curves, especially being in front of a classroom for the first time and also having the pressures of competing as a college athlete. Um, It was just overall crazy, but it was definitely one of the best times I've ever had for
1: sure. Yeah, and especially at LSU, the environment is like – like the PMAC sells out more often for gymnastics than it does for basketball Mm -hmm. games, it feels like. Like the energy is just insane. So obviously that's a lot of pressure for a 17-year-old. But I feel like also on the other end of that, you were set up well competing in front of – For sure, yeah. I think
2: because everyone in college athletics, they come from a different background, so it might be harder for some people and it might be easier for me – It was kind of like I've already done it before, like being in front of all those people. But I also think having to not just represent myself, but represent a team, that's where more pressure came in for me because I didn't want to just let myself down. It wasn't about me. It was about my team and about beating the other team. So that was kind of a new thing for me because elite gymnastics and level 10 was just primarily yourself and competing to win individually, not as a team.
1: Right. I feel like I had that learning curve, too, because golf is so individualized, and then all of a sudden it's, like, a team sport. And so a lot of it does, like – like, if you're, like, the last person to come in, it's, like, okay, like, I have to, you know, sink this putt, or we're not going to take home, you know, the title or whatever. So it's just, like, the same, like, if you – fall
2: or, or whatever yeah, yeah. it's kind of like okay well I just let not just myself <laughs> well, down that's,
1: but... that's my fault <laughs> yeah so yeah I mean there's definitely a lot of pressure and obviously like it's televised your parents and right. around in the leotard all that good stuff <laughs> right. we're
0: well, talking about y'all saying like the LSU gym sold out so much like I don't know a lot about gymnastics at all and like especially college but I feel like everything I see social media everywhere is LSU Gymnastics, and, yeah. like, I feel like that's all I see when it comes to it, and yeah, maybe that's just my sure. algorithm, but, I mean, I think that goes to show <laughs> yeah. a lot I feel that like, program.
2: Yeah, I feel like the culture of... I think the culture of LSU Gymnastics, we bring a different level of not just gymnastics itself, but the people we bring in. I mean, we have Olivia Dunn on the team right now, and I think, I mean, you see our team yeah, every day, McKenna Kelly, yeah. Lexi Priestman, so we had greats and we still have I remember
1: one time I was uh we were at a pregame before we went out and Mm -hmm. I was with McKenna and Lexi were there and (laughs) they like the little the FaceTime ring Mm -hmm. and I like heard someone's voice that I was like this is a familiar voice and I turn around they are on FaceTime with Simone Biles Mm -hmm. and I'm just like are you just talking to Simone casual? Biles? So good And they're like, yeah, like, we're friends. Like, she just, she's telling us she just bought a new car, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where That's... am I right now? <laughs> I was yeah. like... That's crazy. You're just casually on FaceTime with Simone Biles. So, I mean, it's just crazy, like, the connections that, like, yeah, y'all make. Because, sure. like, a lot of gymnasts are connected to a gymnast that goes to the Olympics. Yeah. So yeah. I just feel like that community is very, like, right. driven by that. So. I think
2: it was crazy, too. I visited Auburn for a football game just like saw some friends on the team and like Suni Lee commented under my Instagram post. I had so many questions like, how do you know oh, the Olympic champion? Yeah. And, like, oh my gosh. That's so cool. Like, can I, can I have her Snapchat? I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. you can't have her Snapchat, <laughs> but yes, I know. Her, People but... are bold with that stuff. Oh my gosh. Like, Did you really think I was going to give it to you? Yeah. Like, I like... not. I mean, I had that question about Simone Biles. I was like, um, she might've changed her number by now. Cause that was a long time ago, but yeah, definitely not. You're not,
1: contacting her (laughs) um so after so tell me about like your first season with LSU like how did that go and then toward the end and then kind of Mm. going into your next season
2: yeah so the first season it started good I would say it's I mean it started great I was able to make lineups which is not an easy thing to do especially as a freshman yeah yeah, and and you were young yeah um I primarily did bars. I did a little bit of floor and vault, but I had some like injuries from high school that I was kind of taken care of and having to do vault and floor on a back that has a little bit of issues is hard. Um so I think that was great. We actually won SECs that year and I was able to contribute to that. And then we got runner up at NCAA's and my scores counted during that too. So I think overall it was like an awesome experience and you know I had the time of my life, but I think on the flip side too you see a lot of gymnasts in the glam and looking skinny and looking all pretty and you know, it's all yeah. over Instagram but you don't really see the behind the scenes. And right. Behind the scenes was a lot of mishap with some coaching styles and also playing pressure to look a certain way or I mean you're in a leotard, you you need to look presentable and if you don't look presentable, you're getting talked about and I think there's just a lot of pressure in that sense and overall behind the scenes is a lot different than what people from the outside see yeah for
0: sure I can imagine I mean I feel like college sports in general is so glorified and then you're in it and it's not everything you expect and it's hard no
2: I think coming in especially at 17 I was very immature and I thought you know it was just cool to be an LSU gymnast and it is um, cool yeah it is yeah well it is but I think you know maybe you think you're just you weren't aware of everything that would right. come with it. I think everyone had their own little unhealthy habits, whether it was with eating or not eating. Um, just in general, you all kind of pick up something because you just want to please your coaches and you know all the fans at the PMAC, and you want to win rings. That's what you're there to do, so, yeah.
1: What Talk about the weigh-in thing. Was that like a weekly thing that y'all did? No,
2: it was like very random. Um, I was actually roommates with Christina Desiderio, and – we used to joke that she was like a psychic for weigh ins because she would like randomly the night
1: before be like, We have weigh ins tomorrow. And like, we didn't know. She so just, y'all, it was like a team thing. It wasn't like I'm calling you out and you have to weigh. No, it was, it was just at, a team like thing. across yeah. the team, everyone has to. Yeah,
2: and usually it was like the on our off days, but we would have yoga on our off days at like 5 a.m. So you would do yoga or you would weigh in and then do yoga. So I remember Christine being like, we have weigh-ins, like, oh my gosh. And I was like, we don't have weigh-ins. Like, you're lying. She's like, no, I'm telling you. So I was like, okay, well then I'm just not going to eat. Because I knew as a freshman, it was my first time being alone, living by myself. Like, I wasn't all great with my nutrition. I enjoyed my donuts and, you know, my daiquiris at the pool and, you know, the parties. So I think I was like, okay, well, if I don't eat, I'll at least be like a pound down. And, like, I remember being three pounds up from when I came in. I was 125 when I came into college. I was, like, 128, which could have easily been muscle because we were weight training and all that. And I remember getting pulled to the side by the nutritionist at the time, and she was like, what are your eating habits? And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I, I do this and I do that. And I was eating all the right things, but maybe my quality or my quantities wasn't correct. Like, it was too big or too small. She was like, well, I, you, on your DEXA, because we also had DEXA scans, which is body composition, she's like, I see an increase in body fat, so, like, you know, we need to reel it in. But at the time, I was doing the best gymnastics of my life. So Yeah, so yeah. it's like, why change? Right, so yeah. why even change that? Why even bring that up? Because females automatically are sensitive to our weight.
1: Right. I think yeah. that's yeah,
2: such a normal thing that needs to be spoken about more, too. Is yeah, just, and
1: if you're if you're performing well, it seems like, You're fueling your body how it needs to be fueled at the time. Right, Right, like why bring it up?
0: And you fueled your body to get there, and you got there, and you're at that level, and you're good enough to be there, so why... Necessarily have to, change, we'll have to change, it. change it. Yeah, three pounds, like come on.
1: Yeah, we had fray not...
0: it weigh ins my freshman year, and I remember how toxic it was for our team. It was just we stressful. Would, yeah. But we would get screamed at if we lost weight, and it was yeah, it was not fun. It was almost like embarrassing. We got like humiliated in front mm-hmm. of the team if we had like lost weight and showed up. So did brackets. y'all have like a
1: um, like a baseline? Like each person mm. needed to weigh like this amount based no. on like height or. No, because I
2: think, I think everyone probably had their own baseline and it wasn't really talked about, but we all had so many different types of bodies. You know, like right. genetics can really yeah. play a huge part right. in it. Well, yeah. So, like like someone you, that's
1: five foot even is not going to be the same weight as
2: right. five foot six. Like, right. right. So I think it just was a lot of pressure. And, you know, there was times that people would get humiliated during practice. Like, oh, you just can't get your butt over your head because you're eating too much bonbons for example donuts whatever um it just really was i don't know i think a toxic environment in some ways and then in other ways you know you are so grateful to be an lsu gymnast and also to be having your education just paid like, for oh, this
1: is what i have to deal right. with to right so
2: that. i mean for me before i did speak up about my eating i i was so scared to do it because i was like i don't want anyone to think i'm not grateful for this opportunity to be an lsu gymnast And I don't want the coaches to think that I'm not following the pride and tradition as an LSU Tiger because I loved LSU, you know, and I still do, but I didn't want to disappoint them and show, like, like you're spending thousands of dollars on me to be here because I'm out of state too. But then, like, I also had to put into perspective, is my health more important? And, you know, at the end of the day, it is. So,
1: Always. So at what point
2: did you realize that – You weren't healthy. So it was after season. I ended up having to get ankle surgery. Not anything major, just a cleanup um, with my bones. And I remember it was my first summer that I really didn't have a structured, like, workout plan. Because it was my first summer after college. And I think I felt so out of control with so many different things. I was like, what can I do better to be better next year? And I was like, well, maybe if I lose, you know, the freshman fifteen then, you know, I'll be able to flip easier. I'll be lighter. Like, everything will be better. Um, and I think slowly it just, I just started decreasing my calories. And I remember I was starting to be like, maybe this isn't correct. Because I was doing I, mean, I was doing keto. And then I was just like calorie counting. I was just being crazy. Right. And our head coach at the time came up to me. She's like, you look really good. Keep doing what you're doing. And by then I was down 10 pounds. So I was like, oh, my God. This is paying yeah, off. like it's working. Right. And I think, you know, that's the worst part about eating disorders. When you initially lose some weight, you don't look unhealthy. It just looks like, you know, you're eating a little healthier. And I think it really got to my head. So then from then on out, I just kept decreasing. But then I was noticing that, you know, my injuries weren't healing. My surgery wasn't healing correctly with my ankle. And I got pretty depressed. I, I definitely suffered from depression because... The coaches stopped talking to me, and it was just, overall, I felt like I had no support. Right. Um, so I think once I... And you gave your all for right. it, so to feel alone and, like, you don't have that support, yeah. like, it's defeating. Mm-hmm. And I think my family is amazing, and they've always supported me, but they also live in Florida. So I, I couldn't just go over to their house. Right. Um, so I think I knew I wasn't going to be able to compete where I was at mentally or physically at all. And was saying, like, I was thankful for my scholarship. So I did want to get help so I could succeed and do it for the team. So I ended up asking our, um, she was a sports psychologist there. I was like, I think I need a little more help than just meeting with you once a week. So they had found um, an outpatient rehab that dealt with, like, addiction, eating disorders, um, loss, grief, and all that. And I went there, I think it was, like, four times a week. From, like, 10 to 1 and then 6 to 9. So I couldn't go to practice. Right. But I had thought that everything was going good. The coaches were um, fine with it, and they weren't. i come to find out. But, um, so, yeah, I, I did that, and, you know, I'm forever grateful for that. Um, it definitely got me healthy. And I think everyone, if they're worried about, you know, standing up to their coaches or parents or Whatever, saying they need help, they need to get help for sure. Because, I mean, it saved my life. So,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So when you say they weren't okay with it, what does that mean? They weren't okay with you trying to get help? I don't know. It's
2: so crazy because now I'm graduated and, like, I can speak up more about this now. Yeah, I, yeah. So it's like, okay, well, now I don't have to hold so much back. Because, like, before I did interviews with Marion, like, I was still there. So I was like, I have to be, like... Real politically correct, yeah. and now I'm like, they don't hold anything against me, which I think, or they don't hold anything from me. Like, they can't be like, oh, I'm taking your school away. Right. Um I I came to find out that the head coach at the time was talking behind my back with my trainer and pretty much saying she didn't want me on the team anymore. She thought I was a liability to the team, and the season had started by then. So, I went into rehab... December end of November and season starts in January and I had this big conversation with the coaches right before season start I was like I still want to be on the floor I want to cheer my team on I want to be a part of the team and just in a different role right. I want to be the cheerleader like I am doing what I need to do to better myself for not just me at all but for my team and um, you know I, I expressed some things that had happened in my past in my childhood that could have affected me having an eating disorder and you know, maybe some insecurities, and that was really hard to be vulnerable with them. Yeah,
0: and you trust them, like, when you go on a visit, they make it out, like, they're your
2: parents in college, and they're going to take care of you, so,
0: yeah, and when that trust is betrayed, like, it's awful.
2: Yeah, so, I think I felt really good after that conversation, because in my eyes, they understood, they were on board, I, Point blank was like, am I going to be off the team? Like, just tell me now. Yeah. Because if so, then... I got to figure out what I want to do Yeah, because the transfer portal is always there. And um, I was assured by the assistant coach that I wasn't going to be off the team. And so I was really happy. I was like, okay, cool. So a meet comes around and I was allowed to be on the floor, but I couldn't dress out. My name couldn't be called. I had to wear something completely different from everyone else. And to me, I knew it was wrong and I knew it was kind of discluding it, but I also knew it wasn't. Like, you don't just get to dress out. You know, it's a privilege to be a gym- gymnast. And I think at that time, I thought, like, okay, I just need to prove my worth. And then the next week came around, and I got to dress out. But there were some foul words said to me uh, by the coaches. And then from then on out, they kind of pushed the medical on me. And COVID happened, so I went home. And then... After COVID had happened, I got all my skills back because I was just playing around in the gym. And then I got a call like two weeks later that I was going to have to either medical or transfer. So I wasn't, they weren't going to let me compete. Even though I had finished rehab, gained all the way I had to gain. And,
0: right. You had done all that
1: work and put yeah. yourself
0: through all of that. And then they were like, nope, sorry. Pretty much. It's yeah.
1: Awful. So when it was kind of like their fault in the first place for. Yeah kind of being like, hey, like you should, you know, Mm -hmm. especially like when Didi was like commending you for losing weight. Yeah. When you realized that your gymnastics career is over, I kind of remember you thinking about moving schools Mm -hmm. and then you kind of went back and forth about it. Yeah. And so what was that like? And when did you finally decide like, okay, like I'm just going to be a normal student? So I ended up,
2: command to Auburn um on just a walk-on because all scholarships were taken but you know I was hoping to get a scholarship my next year because I had I think three three years of eligibility left and I had all my skills and then four days before I was supposed to move to Auburn I got a call that I was not able to compete for Auburn and the doctor was not going to release me I don't know if there was political issues to that um, but I also know I never saw the doctor, and I never got a
1: physical done by him. So you're saying the the Auburn doctor yeah. didn't clear you to compete for Auburn? Right, and he had never saw me.
2: It was four days before I was supposed to move. So I had my apartment set up. I had all my roommates set up. I was on team calls on Zoom. Um, and then I got that call four days before I was supposed to move. Did they tell you the reason? No, the, so it was the coaches, and they said – we don't know why, but the doctor just said he won't release me. And I was like, but he's never saw me. And they're like, we understand. They were like, we're so sorry. Like, we have no idea. And I remember... It makes no sense. Right. And I remember on the Zoom call with the assistant coach. It was assistant coach, trainer, and doctor. And I think my psychologist was on there. I don't know, why. I told them, I was like, I appreciate everything you've done, but I'm going to go on the transfer portal because... I stuck to my word, and I got healthy, and my career's not over, and the, someone in that Zoom said, well, if it doesn't work out, your scholarship will always be here, and you'll just have to medical, which I found really weird to begin with, but I had ended up calling them up, and I said, well, it didn't work out, and they said, well, I know, we heard, and I was like,
1: okay like why still give yeah. me the money
2: right like it, it just really made no sense
0: um not even allow you to be there with your team as right. a cheerleader and support
2: them but it was still almost you like and give you the yeah i mean it's crazy because mary was there like mary makes, even texted me like what in the world is going on and i was like Bruh,
1: well it makes me wonder know. were they like worried you were gonna go to auburn and start telling all of lsu's secrets yeah and then yeah. or or it,
0: go to Auburn and beat LSU and win right. an SEC well, championship. Well, I mean, well, it's also I don't too, know. It like, just
1: feels like it's like they obviously made a call. Like how how else did they just decide yeah. not to clear you it for made, what reason? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like obviously they made a call because like or had like, to
2: send in your reports and stuff from the other schools. Yeah. So they were right. very aware. You know, I had struggled and all that, but then on the flip side. They saw the reports on after I graduated, rehab, you graduate, rehab, whatever, and my weigh ins and like all the positive doctor's notes of like, she's recovered, she's healthy, she went from, you know, 99 pounds to 120. So it was like, you're not giving me a reason. And we tried calling the doctor and he never returned our calls. So we've never heard from him at all. So I think. Well, now
0: it's making me wonder like, did the doctor even say that or was that an
2: excuse? Yeah, you know, I I think it's something that for a long time I wondered about, but it was like Mary knows it was driving me literally insane. Yeah, it would anyone. And then once I moved back, like school was starting at LSU, like I think I had like two weeks to figure out where I was going to live because I had broken my lease. Yeah, you I asked was me. For, I know. I was like Mary, do you do you need a roommate. <laughs> like I <laughs> was like no. I was like, well, I'm coming back and I have nowhere to live, so I'm gonna be on the streets. No, but. I ended up having to live with randoms. I was, like, removed from all the group chats on the team. So I, like, didn't have any access to that. And, yeah. I had a a tough go. Yeah. That's awful.
1: (laughs) To put it (laughs) it simple, I had a tough go. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Like, how, after all of that, obviously you had a rough year. Mm -hmm. What did you do to cope?
2: I hung out with you a little bit. Um <laughs> I had a boyfriend at the time that was really good with it. Um I didn't cope at first. I'll be very like I've been asked a lot of like how did you deal with life after athletics? Because it was my whole life. Right. I never did any it's other sports It's an identity
0: crisis. We talk about that all the time. Right. Like, I, I was like, who's who
2: Bailey? Because I didn't know Bailey as a high schooler or Bailey at prom. I knew Bailey at the gym, Bailey on a plane to go to a meet, Bailey at the meet, and all my superstitions before a meet. So I was like, well, now I don't have to do any of my superstitions, which I, I had them from the moment I woke up and went to bed. So I was like, oh, my God. So I don't think I coped at first. I think I was really – I had never thought the day was going to come, to be honest. Like, I had a picture of how it was going to end, and it ended, you know – Two two and a half years short, so right. I think I wasn't ready for it. So I think for a while I was really lost, um and then I think after that year kind of finished up, so it was all of, I guess COVID year was 2020 2021 like twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. I was like, okay, you need to get your shit together. Like you got you got to just figure out something. So I started nannying and just like trying to make a life for myself, but right. I think. You know, I wasn't hanging out with my teammates. And you don't join a sorority when you're an athlete. So I didn't really have any other friends. So I think it was a lot about just, like, navigating, like, my life. Um, And I I really don't think until, like, my beginning of my senior year. So, like, a year ago, I really was, like, okay with the fact that I was done. Um, And, you know, I'm still discovering things that I like to do. It's so weird. Like, I feel like I'm trying – no, learn myself, no. guys. Well, every like, single person,
1: yeah. every single person I've talked to has said the exact same thing. Yeah. Everyone's just like, I didn't know what to do with myself, and like I still don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. But every single day, it gets a little and I bit did, better. Like, weightlifting
2: and like yeah, that did. was really cool. That was like something I was like so devoted to, and now I'm I still work out to be like a healthy human, right? But when I was doing weightlifting and bodybuilding, that was almost like just coping, right, with me not having a sport. So then I was like, well, this isn't that healthy either because I'm still not coping with who I am and what am I going to do with my life. Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, we have similar stories in that sense where I wasn't ready. It was just taken from me. Like, I just transferred schools. I was there for a month. Everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, I'm sick. And I don't know why. And it just... That's your identity. And it's... Especially when you're not ready for it and it comes out of nowhere. Like you know, you can kind of prepare for senior night. You're like, all right, this is the last meet. Yeah. This is the last thing. Like, I know it's coming, Mm -hmm. but then when you don't know it's coming and then you're
2: like, well, now what? Right. That was my whole identity. Yeah. It's crazy looking back at like my last routine ever. And like, I had no idea, you know, I was like, okay, great. Let's do it again next year.
0: Do you go back and you're like, oh, I would have went harder or would have done this or that. That's how I am with like my last game. I'm like, I wish I would have known that would be my last yeah. game ever,
2: and I had no idea. It's so weird to think of.
1: Yeah, but I'm Gooseies.
2: <laughs> and now I'm in the I'm in the big world, and I had to find a job. So you know, I'm trying to orthodontist assistant. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, good for you. Never knew uh, I was going. Yeah, well, teeth. you just graduated. So. Yeah. Accomplishment. There you go. Yeah.
2: There was a light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah. I think it's hard for anyone when their sport is taken.
1: Yeah, not take it. Well, take it and just comes to a normal end. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely hard, no matter which way it ends. Um, but what is your life like now? If you had the choice to like be a gymnast all four years, would you have, or are you kind of thankful that it came to an end?
2: That's a hard question. (laughs) Um. I think in a way I wish I would have finished to kinda of end on my terms. But then also I don't think I would be the person who I am today if it did if like I did all four years. Like I can a hundred percent say I'm stronger and I had to mature a lot quicker and I'm who I am today because of all the trials I had to go through. So overall I'm thankful. I just wish it could have happened a little more differently and ethically, I think. Yeah. For sure.
1: Would you ever go after them like legally legally?
2: um no comment but probably not I think I just kind of want to move on I've thought about it but they did no matter what they did pay for the rest of my school
1: yeah so no matter what I'm
2: thankful for that um and I did hold a grudge for a really long time but you just—it's it, not worth it anymore to hold a grudge and try to yeah. get back because I can't get back my career. Yeah. I just have to be proud of what I—I I did throughout all the years and then move on and find something new.
1: So, yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, thanks, Bailey. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. That was like a yeah. TED talk. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I think a lot of people are gonna love hearing your story. Me too. Um, so, yeah thank you you're welcome yeah we're so nice to meet you it's yes, nice meeting you yes. all right guys um we'll be back next week hung up cleats tune in give us five stars give us a good review no bad reviews only good reviews and subscribe. we'll yeah subscribe yeah. download um but we'll see, yeah yeah bye guys <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week bye